Welcome to the Marriage Can Win Show. We are your hosts, Eric and Dr. Sakisha Heilig, and we are your relationship experts. Now here at Marriage Can Win, we educate, empower, and encourage couples to embrace that marriage can win, especially when you focus on three key areas, improving your communication skills, developing sound money management skills, and enhancing your level of intimacy so your marriage can win. And you know, every Wednesday night, we come to you live at 9 p.m. We have some phenomenal guest speakers, experts in their field. And tonight we have another dynamic couple with us and we're gonna have them share a little bit with you um, about themselves. I am super, super excited. And before we get started, yep. because we love all of our viewing audience, we would like you to invite all your friends, uh, share out the broadcast, or even start a watch party. Mm -hmm. Now, we love to know what location you're at. So put into the chat your city and your state um, that you reside. And if you have any questions or comments, feel free um, to go ahead and enter those in. All right, so let's get started. Let's welcome our amazing guest to the platform. We have joining us this evening, none other than Edward and Debbie Smith. They are the authors of the book, The Five Star Marriage. So everybody, join me in welcoming Edward and Debbie Smith to the Marriage Can Win show. How are you guys Hello. doing this evening? Hey, Hello. we're doing great. We're so delighted to be on. You know, we, you know, we're excited about talking. We're excited about talking, talking about marriage, you know, yeah. and the fact that, you know, it can win yeah. only if you do the work. Yes. Yes, awesome. yes. <laughs> so why don't you share with our listeners a little bit about yourselves, where you're from, how long you've been married, how many kids you have. Mm, mm. We're going to uh, get into that. We're going to get right in. <laughs> wait a minute. Do you want my version or her version? <laughs> Both. You know, there's always his version and put, her version. Put it this way, the version where you don't get in trouble. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So, you know, we are Edward and Debbie Smith. We have been married for 13 years. We mm. just turned teenagers. Oh. Um, and I've known Ed since I was a preteen. Oh. So probably around 12 years old um, is how long I have known Ed. We went to the same church in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. We attended the same church. We um, hung in... We hung in similar circles. So, um, you know, we sang in the youth choir together. Um, I considered him a friend. I would confide about parental stuff, issues with my parents. And um, I was a rebellious little girl. What mm. um, <laughs> God? What God, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, Ed likes to say that when I was about 18, he tried to date me and I kind of ignored him. Um, but anyway, life took us down separate roads. I ended up um, getting pregnant, getting married, moving out of New Jersey, uh, moving to Maryland for about four years. Um, and unfortunately, that marriage did not pan out. I ended up coming back to New Jersey, my home church, and guess who was still there? Um, none other than Ed. And I'll let you take the story from here. Tell him what oh, happened when you saw uh, me. <laughs> so I saw her, right? And I said to her, 
what are you doing here? And so she says that she's um, she's moving back to New Jersey. So I said, oh, interesting. You know, and I gave her my number, asked her to give me a call. Um, she never did. But then I noticed that she was not around for about another maybe two, three months until she came back again. And I said, I gave you my number. You never called me, you know. And so uh, she claimed she lost it and and uh, misplaced it and so she she took my number again and um and i said call me forgot everything about it um one morning i remember going on my way to work my phone rang with a strange number you know and i said hello she responds hello mr smith and from that moment we never said goodbye oh, i think God. that i think that's his favorite part <laughs> of the whole story um, <laughs> You know, just to give you a little more history, I came into my marriage with Ed with three children. Um, so we have raised three kids together. Mm -hmm. um, my oldest is 25. She's married. She has her own family in Maryland. We have a 20-year-old who's soon to be 21. And then we have a 17-year-old son at home. So, uh, you know, we're parents. We um, have this amazing ministry that God has blessed us with. And uh, it's just, it's a pleasure to be here with you guys and just to share a little bit about us with your viewers. Yeah. And so, so as you know, we are, we are a blended family, you know, and any day you have a topic about blended family, trust. You, you give us a call. Uh, <laughs> we can, right. As a matter of fact, we wrote um, our third book that we wrote. It's, it's about blended family. It's called um, I'm Not Leaving, A Look Inside My Blended Family. And it tells you everything, basically every, every turmoil that we have been through in our blended family and how we were able to navigate through it. Um, I wrote um, I wrote a piece from my perspective as the non-biological parent. My wife wrote a piece um, as the biological parents, and the children wrote their piece. Yeah. So oh, so wow. so you oh, get wow. everything from everybody's perspective. You know, um, that book is not for the faint of heart. So because <laughs> you know it will make you cry. I'm going to let you know, and it's, yeah. it also will make you laugh. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, wow. you take the extreme emotional trips, huh? Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know, your story sounds a little bit like ours. How we met, you know, it's like, you know, except for her, God was speaking to her to tell her be be kind to whoever you meet. And we yeah. met in the parking lot of Gaither's Gym, which is in Tallahassee, Florida, at Florida and University, and that's where we met. And it was it's a funny story, but um, it sounds similar. Wow. Um, how we met. <laughs> yeah. All right. So share with us a little bit about like your aha moment or when you realized that, it, you know, part of your calling was to help couples. Ooh. Oh, so <laughs> that's very interesting. So, um, so Deb was married before mm -hmm. she shared with you. I was also married before. And so both of us came from, um, from a divorce, um, environment, um, you know, and realizing what divorce um, did to our relationship, you know, you know, well, at the time I was single, I made a pledge that if I were to get married again, you know, I will make sure that no one goes through the pain that I've been through, you know, and, and, and my wife, you know, in, you know, she, she kind of made that same pleasure. So, so anyhow, 
God would have it that we we got married. And and like I said, you know, we got married and we went into, you know, it's a blended family, so we dive right in. And so, you know, with my culture coming from Jamaica, I, you know, I am a true, um, authentic, um, my wife called it, what kind of man am I, baby? Oh, alpha male, alpha yeah. male. She, she says I, that and, I'm an alpha male. And I'm glad that you shared you're from Jamaica because yeah. uh, Renee says they sound like they're from the island. Yeah, yes, Renee, I'm from Jamaica. Jamaica. So, you know, um, mm -hmm. an alpha male. And so I, you know, take charge and, and, and protect and, and, and all that stuff. And then doing that in my marriage, I realized that a lot of it was not working in my current marriage. Mm -hmm. So it became very difficult for me, you know, not, not um, to do something else, but God, God spoke to me and, 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 and let me know that I have to, I have to um, unlearn some things and re relearn some new things so that my marriage could work. And I really think that, so, so my wife and I, we were family life leaders um, um, at our church. We lead out in, 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 in the marriage counseling and all that stuff. And so, We've said to ourselves that, you know, maybe we should get get deeper involved in this, getting the proper training and all that stuff, because here it is that we are counseling folks and, and we want to make sure that we work saying the right things, doing the right things, guiding them in the right path. And, you know, it became so much because it's about 13, about 12, 12 years now. And so we, you know, we said, you know what, let's make this our ministry and, you know, because our our primary focus is saving relationships, one relationship at a time. Yeah. Now, something you said was really, really important, and it just stuck. It stuck out in my mind when you said you had to unlearn some things and relearn yeah. some things. And I think that is so important because a lot of times, you know, as for men, you know, some of them may not necessarily be willing to realize to or to admit that there are some things that I had to unlearn. There are some changes that need to take place in order for me to be either more effective as a leader in the household or as a husband. But the fact that you mentioned that and you acknowledge that it speaks volumes. And I am hoping and praying that listeners out there, you take that to heart recognizing that it doesn't take anything away from you. In right. fact, to me, it just, you know, it encourages me because it says, look, he had the wisdom and the foresight mm -hmm. to recognize there were some things that he needed to change mm -hmm. and yeah. to strengthen his marriage and to mm -hmm. take the marriage to the next level. So Absolutely. speaking of that, you <laughs> guys are the authors of an amazing book called The Five Star Marriage. And I've read um, the book, and I have lots of questions. <laughs> but one of the things I wanted to definitely ask you about was um, how did you come up with the five star marriage? And I'm looking at the parallels, and I want you to to explain it to the listeners about your book. But this is this is really really key. Can you share with our listeners a little bit about how you came up with that? Mm -hmm. So, Sakisha, I wish I can tell you that. Um, I even remember how we came up with this concept. We were literally um, just in conversation. We had a coach that we had met on Facebook mm -hmm. and she was saying to us, listen, you guys have something. You need to write a little ebook. You know, it doesn't have to be long, but you have so much knowledge. Put it into an ebook. 
So we were talking about, okay, what are we going to write about? Like, how do you even start a book? We never intended to be authors. Um, and we just started talking about um, traveling and, and hotels. And, you know, imagine if we could look at marriage from that light. Right. You know, what if we had to give it a five star, like the highest rating at right. the time of yeah. hotels? And that's how this concept came about. Um and it just turned into this little ebook. This was our first book that we ever wrote. Um, it's a really quick read, but it's packed with some powerful nuggets. It's good stuff. I mean, it is. And as I was reading it, I was just looking at the different levels of the five-star marriage. And I was like, ooh, okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. and, but I mean, this is an amazing tool. And I want you to take a couple minutes and share with our listeners a little bit about the book. Because... To me, it was a huge eye opener when you yeah. start looking at the different levels and the things that, okay, from the outside looking in, you're like, yeah, that's something I need to change. So, mm -hmm. and mentally, I might be thinking that my marriage is at this level, mm -hmm. but then when you read the descriptions, it's like, uh oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, that's a thing I need to change. <laughs> and, but that's what couples need these days to recognize because we're walking around like, oh, everything is everything. Yeah. And you and your partner aren't even on the same page. You're, right. mm -hmm. you're at a level five, and the other partner is like, no, two. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And then recognize it. So there's some things you need to unlearn and relearn. So you will take a couple moments and, and share with our listeners about the five our marriage? Sure. We'd love to. So um, the book starts off telling a story about a family who mm. they're getting ready to take their first trip. And the children and the wife are looking at all these five-star resorts. They are blown away by the five-star resorts. And the dad kind of had to step in and say, whoa, we cannot afford a five-star resort. Right. Um, and so that's where the book starts off. And then we go into uh, what constitutes a one-star hotel and so forth. And then we move on to the marriage part. Um, what is a one-star marriage? So really quick, we're going to go through um, what each stage looks like. And so a one-star marriage is a couple who have bought into the deceptive concept that they have fallen out of love. Mm -hmm. They... Um, there's nothing positive about their marriage. Um, they don't connect on any level. They, you know, there's no intimacy. There's no connection. There's no communication. These two people are no longer a couple. They're not a unit. Yeah, it's more of a roommate, you know. You, you know, the, the only time they would probably come together is when they're talking about bills, bills to play. And, and and if they have children, they probably will talk about the children, what needs to need to be done, etc. But there are no togetherness, there are no intimacy, there are like two ships in the night passing. Right. Um, the two-star marriage now. Um, this is a couple who have never exercised true transparency with each other. Mm -hmm. Um, so they're more into themselves than they are into the relationship. The interesting thing about a two-star couple is that they'll move with a group. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, they'll move with a group of people. You'll see them with a bunch of other couples, but you never see them out alone with just the two of them. And there's a reason for that because 
when they're alone by themselves, you know, it, it forces them to want to talk about the issues that, that hails the marriage, you know, and, and, and nobody wants to talk about the elephant in the room. However, they will go out to, um, with, with friends. And so friends will, is the one that deflects the, 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 the real problem because everybody can come together and laugh and talk about common issue, but never talk about the major issue that, that the relationship. Right. So then you have the three star marriage. So this is an interesting couple because both parties keep really busy schedules. Mm -hmm. Their calendars are full with networking events and work events and all types of things that they both have to do. Um, but again, real issues are plaguing this marriage and they do not want to address them. Mm -hmm. They are afraid of being completely vulnerable with each other. And what we often see in a three-star marriage is that one party is often in complete control of the relationship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you want to add anything about the three-star? No, no, that's fine. Okay. Then we get to the four-star. Okay. The four-star couple, um, they are invested in improving their marriage. Mm -hmm. They're intentional about family time. They spend time with their children. Mm -hmm. um, they also plan couple time. So this is an above average marriage, right? Mm -hmm. They are putting in the work. Mm -hmm. They're putting in the work. <clears throat> they oftentimes check in to make sure that you know everything is okay. They pay close attention to to each other, um, I call it sync. Mm -hmm. You know, um, they make sure that both parties are in sync. And this is a this, um, the four star marriage. This uh, this couple uh, is the one that I call. They do this dance, mm -hmm. and they do this dance that is that is that move towards oneness. And and whenever whenever something comes in and 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 interrupt the dance, they they pay attention to that thing. And, and, and want to alleviate, you know, alleviate that thing out of the way, you know, move it out of the way so that they can go back to their oneness, they can go back to their dance. Yep. So this couple is well on their way to becoming a five-star marriage. Um, and speaking of five-star, what does that look like, right? right? So this is a marriage where communication, patience, commitment, and love found. Mm -hmm. This couple succeeds because they have learned how to move from me to, to me. we. Mm -hmm. um, both parties in a five-star marriage have an intimate relationship with Christ. We are a Bible-based, Bible-believing ministry. And so we believe that has to be the foundation. And Absolutely. so this couple um, does that. And you know, part of what we say in the book is that individually, they are confident and fulfilled in their own skin. Together, they are a force to be Terrific. reckoned with. Absolutely. Wow. wow. Now that is that. powerful. That's why I was like, <laughs> I wanted you guys to explain it because that's how I'm reading it. Because I, I want people out there that listen, if you're if you're married, you're or if you're dating or you're contemplating dating, these are some serious nuggets of wisdom yeah. to be mindful yes. of. What mm -hmm. do you want your marriage to look like? Mm -hmm. What is your potential spouse or your spouse? Right. What is their goal for the marriage? And if you're when you're listening to the description of a one star, two star, three star, four star, five star marriage, you can see where you are currently. Mm -hmm. And then 
look at where you want to go and start making the necessary changes to right. get there. A lot of times people, you, we, we have couples, they know they their marriage is not where they want it to be, but they don't know how to get to where it is they want to go. Mm-hmm. So this is an, an awesome opportunity, some awesome nuggets in order to say, hey, you know, well, you know, are we actually too busy? Are we not being transparent with each other? Are we, you know, allowing things to to distract us? Or, you right, know, right. So this is really, really powerful. So those of you who do not have a copy of this book, make sure you get a copy of it. And before we close out, we'll have them give you an opportunity to tell you where you can get a copy of it. Because I was reading it. I was like, oh, this is going to be interesting. Wait till we interview them. Yeah, this really forces you to look at your relationship and actually look into the mirror and see, you know, look at the different levels. And, you know, it forces you to take a realistic look at where Mm -hmm. you are. Mm-hmm. And then also talk about where you want to be. Absolutely. Um, right. And then that way, you know, well, we need to take some steps to move yeah. into the next level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And I love the fact that you mentioned, you talked about the importance of having Christ in your marriage. And oh, that's mm-hmm. an essential because we have Must a lot of have. people that are like tiptoeing around it. Mm-hmm. But for you yeah. to say, hey, look, you, you know, you want to have a top notch marriage. God needs to be a part of it. Point blank. Absolutely. That is so important. You can't be five stars unless you got God. <laughs> yeah. Well, and so, and so right. We, all right. we, we always have to remember that um, marriage is, is not a man-made institution, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It is something that was designed by Christ. And yeah. so Christ Christ is the blueprint for marriage. Yeah. And, and, and in order for you to have a five-star marriage, you have to understand, you have to be able to read the blueprint, yes. right? And, and so consider marriage as a tricycle. You know, a tricycle has three wheels, mm-hmm. you know, one in the front and two in the back. Mm-hmm. Consider the one in the front as Christ That's leading, as, yeah. as, as the two in the back is following. Mm-hmm. Now, if the one in the front were to fall off, the two in the back can't go anywhere. so you must always have to be in a place where you're you are following as 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 christ is leading Mm -hmm. and so you know and and check this out now so the 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 blueprint is is what you use to build the house to build the foundation of your home marriage and and, and, sometimes in the sometimes you're going to find yourself in a place where you cannot understand how to navigate through the blueprint because yeah. there is some intricate parts in the relationship that 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 are, are in the blueprint that you just can't understand that's when you tap into Christ and say God mm-hmm. I can't understand this could you download this information in me and especially yeah. us men you know because it's our responsibility you know God can you download this information in me mm-hmm. so I can imparted to my family so we can go back to start building this foundation. Wow. Now that is is powerful. I mean, you said a a mouthful, right? (laughs) Just thinking about it and just, I just, I don't know. I'm thinking all kinds of stuff is going through my mind now. (laughs) Yes. I'm trying to be mindful of the time, but I'm like, okay. Marinating in the head, you know? Yeah. But what I do want for couples out there that are listening, if you're struggling in your marriage, do not feel bad about where you are. That's Use right. it as a tool to say, okay, this is where I need to be. This is a source of encouragement to mm-hmm. say, okay, look, you know, this is where we are now. These are the changes we need to implement so we can get ultimately to what God has designed for our marriage. So right. Okay. And, and and remember, remember now that you know, 
no marriage is perfect. Every, mar every marriage comes with its own conflict yeah. and, 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 and stuff like that. I can be in, in my mind or in my comfort zone, I can be at a four star in the marriage or at a five star in the marriage, but my wife is at a one star or mm -hmm. at a two star. My job is to recognize that she is at the lowest point in the marriage, right? Find out what, what is causing her to be at the lowest point and work on that to get her to the, to the highest point. Yeah. If when I start to ignore her feelings and her concerns, then that's the time I no longer have interest in the, in the marriage. Mm -hmm. So you have a, a challenge and and you have an you have an assessment in there, which is key because the one one of the key components is making sure that the couples are on the same page. Like right. I said, you right. know, if you have one that's at a five and one that's at a one, then we need to figure out what's the disconnect. You know, right. this is your perspective and this is mine. How right. do we get on the same page? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah I think that that assessment is really an, an invaluable tool. It's very very yeah. valuable. So yeah. And we just we just want to caution those who are watching. The assessment is not a scientific tool. Okay, right. it is um, a fun yeah. uh, just to gauge where you are. Right. You know, do do you get happy when you think about growing old with your spouse? Um, would you rather uh, take a road trip, a long road trip? Or would you rather walk because you don't want to be in the car with them? So just, <laughs> some, you know, some things that sometimes we don't think about, like, exactly, you don't really want to be around this person. You know, you don't really want to be, you cannot have a five-star marriage if you don't want to be around your spouse, you know? And so it's just a, a fun way to kind of look at where you are, like you said, each of you individually, and then compare it. You know what, babe? I got a two on this. You know, mm -hmm. what, how can, what can we do um, to improve that? So, uh, yeah, there is an assessment and there's a challenge and there are some steps and some ways that you can achieve that five-star status. Wow. I know everybody out there is listening. It's like, I need the five-star marriage. I'm right along with you. <laughs> now, one of our, our, our key pillars here is just expressing what you expect. It's the importance of communication in, in your in your marriage is one of our core beliefs. Can you share with us one lesson that you've learned thus far that will inspire couples just to keep going and to to strive to get take their marriages to the next level? Oh my gosh. So there are so many um things that we can share. You know, when we think about marriage, we like to say that marriage is uh, like a marathon. It's like running a marathon. And, you know, while you're running a marathon, you'll see that there are little watering stations mm. all along the way. Come on, sis. So that as you're running, when you get tired, when you feel like you're dehydrated, all of a sudden you see that little pit stop where you can get some cool water. Mm. And so with marriage, you're going to get tired. You're going to get frustrated. You know, you're going to want to give up. You can't breathe. You've got to get out. But take heart. There are little watering stations all along the road that God will place there for you. Mm -hmm. There are programs like this, you know, uh, books on marriage, um, conferences that you can attend, retreats that you and your spouse can mm -hmm. go to, 
those are all the little watering stations that's placed along the way. So don't give up. Marriage can win. You can win in your marriage. You have to put in the work. You have to put in the time and you have to lay down the ego. That is huge. You can't have an ego and be a part of a we. So those are just a few of the the tips and the lessons that we have certainly learned along the way. Also for for me, I love talking to the men, if if you don't mind. You know, I love talking to the men because we have a great responsibility in the marital relationship that oftentimes we neglect. Mm -hmm. You know, God says, men, love your husband, love you, love your wife as Mm -hmm. I love the church. And not only that, he tells you to tell us tells us to do that, he shows us how by dying. I want to say this, that if there was not a problem with love, he would not have given a command to love. And when he when he says to love, the love did not come with contingencies. It did not say love, um, love because of, but it, it's telling you to love in spite of, yes. which means that it's a sacrificial love. Right. You can't, I can't sacrifice today for my love for my wife tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It's a daily sacrificial love. The sacrifice that I made today, it is only for today. Tomorrow, I have to make a new sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And when I'm sacrificing myself, I won't complain. I won't argue. I won't fight because whenever my wife messes up according to me, I need to die. That's what my Bible, my Bible says. I need to die. You know, you know, you know, you know, for her, my Bible also tells me that I need to be the covering. I need to be the protector. My Bible tells me that she is fragile. And so I need to handle her with care, you know, and so we we have to take those things into consideration. Any man that is on the line tonight, I implore you for the next seven days, Mm. each morning you get up, say to your wife, how can I be of service to you today? Mm-hmm. Yes. I encourage you to do that. Just say, how can I be of service to, to you today? And the first time I did that to her, I caught her off guard. She couldn't even tell me what to do. She was like, what? And so- But I she, caught her real yeah, quick. Yeah, she caught her real quick. So she, the first three mornings, she was like, okay, I need for you to serve me. Bye. But by the fourth and the fifth, she couldn't come up with anything else. <laughs> and so what I'm saying is that, you know, um, these things teaches you how to have sacrificial love. Yes. And that's what God is asking you to do. Wow, that wow. is powerful. I love it. I love it. I you know, love it. You know, really, it's the blueprint, the Bible, the word, you know. Mm-hmm. Of course, there's the scriptures when. When a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing. Right, right, he should right. love his wife as Christ loved the church. But now we can, because you know what we do. Um, our core, um, what we, you know, we started out with in, with our first book, Marriage Can Win. We talk about the three greatest issues in marriage, which is communication, finance, and sex. Mm. So people say sex. Ah! Well, I say read Song of Solomon. Chapter mm-hmm. 8. <laughs> and it talks about how we must be loving and caring and, and intimate. Mm-hmm. It talks about how we hold our wives to, to us, you know, a high esteem, you know, and respect. And 
And um, so what you're saying is right on point. We as men, we need to, if we don't know how to, we can research by reading the word. Absolutely. The, Absolutely. Life blueprint, the marriage blueprint is in the word. Yeah. So when people say, well, I don't know how to treat a wife. That's because they haven't been reading the word. Mm -hmm. yeah. Marriage, like you said at the beginning of the show, marriage is in the Bible. It is the word. And that's how we have to have our foundation. So that's why you can't become a five-star um, marriage, that level, without Christ and yes. not knowing his word. Not possible. Not possible. You gave, it. you gave it because when he came in, he died. He gave us an example of Absolutely. everything that we can do, our rights, our privileges, our, 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 our level of authority. He gave us all of that. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, just, I just had to go on to that because you, <laughs> right, right. you hit it right on the head. And it's right. you know, when truth comes out, I just have to point it out that, yeah. hey, there is truth in your relationship because you have the truth, uh, the spirit of truth in you. And that's where you, everyone needs the spirit of truth in order to have that mm -hmm. level for a man to be able to say, wow, I have to serve my wife. Because a lot of men, we, we think that we're the ones supposed to be served. Mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. I mean, of course we do, but it must be both ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. You, uh, you know, like I've stated before, marriage is a is a divinely um, institutional thing. You know, um, it is not it is not normal or natural for me to love my wife as, as Christ loved the church. Um, um, what is natural for me is to want to please self first. Mm -hmm. You know, it is not natural for me to want to to die. You know, so. I have to go beyond my un, beyond my natural to get the unnatural. And once you start to once you start to practice the unnatural, mm -hmm. the unnatural become natural to you after a while. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Then it, then were. then you go into the supernatural. Come right? on. Yes. 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 Yep. That's why we must what declare the mind of Christ because if yes, we have sir. the mind of Christ, then we're thinking as he does. Mm -hmm. And right. the mind of Christ requires to have the spirit of Christ within yes. us because we yes. can't understand the, 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 the spirit of Christ unless we have this. We can't understand the thoughts of Christ if we don't have the spirit. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you know uh, let's not get it twisted now. Let's not get this twisted now. There are times that my wife may do stuff to me that I just want to be human and just respond oh, to her like a human. You understand me? And, and say some stuff. You understand me? But it, it is within those times, you know, I would always tell my wife, I said, I said, babe, I am going to respond to you as though I'm responding to Christ. So what I will do, I will just move her from my mind subliminally and I replace her with Christ and I respond ac accordingly, oh. you know, and I find that work for me. Sometimes I just want to be human and just say, listen, you know, and say two Jamaican stuff and, and, and just move on. You know, there are times, but those times are very rare, you know, because I know when I do that, eventually I'm going to have to go back and apologize for that thing. So I just practice, you know, um, because listen, when Christ says to us men, Eric, that we ought to love our, our wife as, as he loved the church, it's not only about dying, but it's about it's about giving them respect. It's about talking to them in the manner that he Christ would talk to, to them. Mm -hmm. You understand me? And so yeah. we have to learn to speak to our spouse as you know, as if in the same manner that we can think about Christ speaking to our spouse, because all of that embodied 
um, the, the caption of love. Yeah. You know, we have to go into the whole uh, semantics of that. You know what I mean? When you say love your wife as Christ, that I mean, so it's easy to say that when you think mm -hmm. of the meaning and the semantics of that, mm -hmm. oh, that's a little different because yeah. You know, you're talking Absolutely. about loving her like you love Christ. Wow. You know what I mean? That's a whole different level. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> but that's really awesome. But it takes your thought pattern to a different level. Yes. And then Absolutely. your level of maturity as well, because as I'm listening to him and he's saying, you know, there are times where my flesh wants to rise up. And then I have to say, no, I got to oh, yeah. allow my spirit man to take over and respond to her as mm -hmm. I would to Christ. That speaks yeah. volumes. Because mm -hmm. you have you have some people that have not gotten to that point yet. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. after watching this broadcast, it's going to, you know, that's going to ring in their mind. And they're going to be like, you know what? They won't, they'll, you know, be at that point where they're tempted to respond to their wife and their flesh and be like, you know what? Mm -hmm. I need to take a step back from this. And mm -hmm. I need to think how I'm about mm -hmm. to respond to mm -hmm. her. And yeah. this cause marriages to shift. And that's the whole purpose of these interviews to give out these nuggets of yes. wisdom. So you have couples that are struggling in their marriage. You have couples that are at a one star, but mm -hmm. you know, they desire to, to increase, to go to the two star, the three star, the four star, but they don't know how, but this implementing yeah. smaller steps right. like that, that can help shift the trajectory of their marriage. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, well, you know, that's why it takes, um, that's why when, when people say, well, you know, when they're not equally yoked, when you don't have yeah. someone oh, who's yes. not a Christian mm. believer and someone who's not, yeah. you know, it takes someone to to strive, to mature. You know how the word says you, you know, you need to mature, but you're not yet there. That's why you're still repenting and you can't be teaching. You know, you need to be taught all over again. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's really maturing and maturing. But, you know, tell us, um, Edward and Debbie, when was there a defining moment or some say an aha moment in your your marriage in your relationship go ahead babe oh man so i i will say you know as we shared in the beginning we are we're a blended family and so um we we have struggled uh in this area because uh anyone who's been a part of a blended family you know that it's not for the faint of heart. Mm -hmm. And there was a point in our marriage when it was like World War Three at home, mm -hmm. like constant battling and back and forth and arguments. Yeah. And I remember one day just pulling everybody together. Um, and, you know, it, it, my husband and my middle child were the two who were constantly at it. And I remember pulling everybody into the family room, the room where we worshiped together every night. And despite us worshiping together, um, there was this level of turmoil. And I pulled everybody into the family room and I looked at my husband and I said to him, that is my daughter over there and she's not going anywhere. And I looked at my daughter and I said, that's my husband and he's not going anywhere. So now that we have gotten that straight, how do we move beyond? Mm -hmm. How do we go beyond this place that we're in? Mm -hmm. um, and that was really a turning point for us mm -hmm. as a family. And mm -hmm. I think for our marriage, because number one, my husband got to see that I'm not choosing 
aside, aside. Mm -hmm. I wanted all of us to win. I wanted my husband to win. I wanted my child to win. I wanted our family to win. I wanted our marriage to win. Um, and so to me, I think that was really a defining moment in our family and in our marriage. I think in that moment, we, the, the oneness really started to come together because we recognized one, that this was not an earthly battle. Mm -hmm. This was a spiritual battle. And so together as husband and wife, we began to fast and we began to pray for our children and for our marriage. So that was really a turning point for us. Um, and even, you know, our book on the blended family, I talk about that moment. You know, I talk about how, um, and that's where we came up with the name for the book, I'm Not Leaving, because it was in that moment that we all decided that we're not leaving. Like nobody's leaving this family. So we're going to stay and we're going to fight it out and we're going to fight together as a family. Yeah. And, and, you know, as you can see, the banner behind us says this means war. You know, it's actually fighting for marriage is actually war. Yeah. yeah. It is, it's, it's, it's yeah. a serious war and you have to be intentional about winning this war. You have to be, you have to understand that your enemy is not on the inside, mm -hmm. but the enemy is on the outside. So those are, that are on the inside are with you and is fighting the same battle with you. And, and for me, for me, I, you know, I did what I call a paradigm shift. And, and I started working on myself. Mm -hmm. So the things that I needed to see in my, in my relationship with my children and my spouse and stuff, I started mirroring that, which mm -hmm. means that I, 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 I started doing a lot of self-subjecting. Mm -hmm. And I go back again, um, I started unlearning a lot of stuff that I realized was not working in my, in my marital relationship and start learning and developing new things mm -hmm. that I know would have worked. And, 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 you know, funny enough that our daughter, older daughter who is now married um, and lives in Maryland, she, she, she was here and she spent some time with us and she says, and she said, Pops, you know, you don't argue and fight anymore and stuff, you know, mm -hmm. um, and, you know, because she was trying to make a point. And I said, no, baby, I don't do that anymore. You know, <laughs> Bro, that's the old me, you know, this is the new me, you know, and, and, and you know, and it creates more, more, more harmony in, in my home, you know. And so, you know, anyone out there that is lis listening, I implore you, you know, be the change that you would like to see in your relationship. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And what you've done is demonstrated that because mm -hmm. a lot of kids don't listen to what we say, but then they're going to also look at what they see. So now yeah. you said it and they see it in their home. So when they get married and have relationships, that's what's going to be in the back of their minds. They recognize mm -hmm. that marriages are not perfect, yep. but they are worth fighting for. Absolutely. Absolutely. They're, they're learning how to honor the, you know, the, how the spouses honor one another. So, mm -hmm. you know, we applaud you guys doing an amazing, oh, amazing wow. job. Oh, yes. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yes. So <laughs> I have a question for you because you've written the amazing book, The Five Star Marriage. What <laughs> is one like tool or resource that you feel that couples should not be without? Today. <laughs> Ooh, what tool that they should not be be without today? Um, um, you know, for me, I'm gonna go back to the three pillars that you said your first book uh, was written on, mm -hmm. and to me, I'm gonna say communication is the tool 
that you cannot do without in your marriage. Mm -hmm. And communication for us was huge. We struggled in the beginning. Um, Don't point at me. (laughs) Do not even point at me. (laughs) But yes, you know, there was a struggle with communication. I think when you're coming from a place where um, you didn't feel heard Mm -hmm. in your previous relationship, you didn't feel seen in your previous relationship, you bring that over with you. And so you end up keeping so much bottled up inside. You don't trust that what you say is going to be honored or respected. And so to me, if you have the ability and the tool to communicate effectively, finances will not be an issue Mm -hmm. because you're going to learn how to talk it out. Mm. Sex will not be an issue because you're going to learn to talk it out. And so if you can learn how to communicate, take a class. Mm. There's so many tools out there on communication. Um, One of the things that we teach our couples when they come to us for counseling, we uh, talk about who has the floor, Mm. you know, learning how to listen, you know, when your spouse has the floor and you can use whatever you want to, um, you know, simulate the floor. You can take a piece of tile. Mm-hmm. Hey, you have the floor now. And when that other person has the floor, you are listening. You're listening with your eyes. You're listening with your ears. You're looking at body language so that when you have the floor, you have an understanding of what the other person has, has just said. So I think communication is the one thing you can absolutely not do without. Yeah. And for me, I think that, you know, one of the most important and most powerful thing to have in any marital relationship is understanding your spouse's love language. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. You have yes. to yes. understand your spouse's love language because here's what it is. You know, if your spouse's love language is words of affirmation, but every Friday you come home from work, you bring or bringing her a dozen roses you know she's going to love it and she's going to appreciate it but it does not speak volume to her love language words of affirmation you have to find out what your spouse love languages are and speak volume to that because that's the only way your spouse will understand love you cannot give to her love the way that you deemed it should be you have to Speak love to her in the manner of which she can receive it. Yeah. Yeah. That is so powerful. Wait a minute. Are we like brothers and sisters? (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute. It's like listening to ourselves when we're teaching. I mean, wait a minute. Uh, Some kind of way of. (laughs) <laughs> Sound like I'm listening to ourselves. <laughs> but I mean, but it's good. I mean, yeah. like mine. This and, is good. And this, this is really is powerful because you know that's that's something that we we stress to couples, just making sure, like you said, communicate in a way that we can receive. Because I I always laugh because I, I share this story how. I used I said I was I always thought I was the bomb.com wife because I would be cooking, <laughs> the house would be clean, kids taking care of bills paid, but his love language was physical touch. My turn to point it. So, <laughs> so 
for him, he was just kind of like, all of that is not, all of that is great, but it's doing absolutely nothing for me because I right. don't, that doesn't speak love to me. And right. I was just like, wait, what? Don't you know what I'm doing? Don't you can't yeah. you? Right, right, yeah, right. I'm amazing. <laughs> right. And he was kind of like, no, not really. <laughs> but I had to learn, and that's the thing. A lot of times. We're spending our time, spinning our wheels, you know, yeah. you know, just doing what we feel. Well, actually, what would speak love to me, but right. it said absolutely nothing to him. Yeah. And that was a hard pill to swallow. Yeah. The truth is, we were able to connect more once I realized what his love language was and then was okay. intentional about, you know, demonstrating that being, you know, physical touch. Now, mm-hmm. me, you know, mine was acts of service. You know, I come home and you vacuum the house. Oh my gosh, you're the best husband ever. Right. <laughs> but it's, those are phases that we go through. You know, yeah. my love language has now changed. Yes. Mm-hmm. But oh. he recognizes that now. Mm-hmm. So he's intentional about communicating with me in that way. And for me now, it's like quality time. I, I want your time. I want some attention. Turn off the TV. Mm-hmm. The kids can go in another room. I just need that quality time. And it's important to recognize that because sometimes as we get older, I'm not the same person that, you know, mm-hmm. 30 plus as I was when I was mm-hmm. <laughs> younger. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so now, I mean, we're, you know, that saying, um, what was it uh, from Bubba, Bubba Gump Shrimp? Um, um, you know, we're like two peas in a pod. Mm-hmm. We're, we're almost inseparable. Everywhere we go, you know, we go together. If I'm, if I go out of the room, and she's still in the room more than maybe two to three minutes. She's like, Eric, where are you? Or even at night, if I wake up in the middle of the night and I go, like, last night, I, I'm surprised she didn't come down. So it was probably like three, almost four o'clock. I came down. I couldn't sleep, so I came down and I started praying in, in, in the uh, living room. And I was I was waiting for her to come because normally when I leave out the room, she will come and wake up. Yep. be fast asleep, snoring. She'll wake up and be like, What's going on? Or she'll yep. be praying and she'll come join in. Yeah. So yeah. I love that. You know, and it's, it's the same way. It's like, you know, it's like, I don't want to be without her. Yeah. You know, yeah. In the same room. If we go somewhere, we go together. And then when she goes, like during the day, she leaves. I'm like, where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> you know. Well, you need that time by yourself. But a lot of times I'll run errands, <laughs> do what I have to do while he's mm-hmm. working. So I won't interrupt him. And then it's right. wisdom recognizing, you know, what you need to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's time to be together when it's time. To, okay. You're working. Let me not interrupt, you know, cause there's working with marriages. We could do that all day, 24 seven. And yeah. We had more couples that spoke and lived like you guys do. You are giving a, a awesome example yeah. of how you evolve in your relationship and how you take two individuals with two different families. Mm-hmm. You have blended families and you come, you blend together and you come together and you, you blend together just like um, the Holy Spirit. You take one jar of water, which is Debbie, and the other jar of water, which is it's Edward, and you pour it into the one jar. You mix. Come on, yeah. sir. Work. Come on. And yes. You were oil and water, and you yeah. pour it into that one jar. One yes. It's gonna be a separation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So you are showing. You are an exemplary example 
of mm -hmm. a blended family, but mm -hmm. with the mind of Christ in yeah. your marriage. And that yeah. is so awesome. I do applaud you so yeah. much. Yeah. yeah. And trust Man, us. And we... it's, it's, it's God. It's not us, brother. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I have one young man who just told me um, the other day that he admired um, my, my marital relationship and he wants to be like me. I said to him, sir, unless you're willing to travel the road that I traveled, because you know, at the end of the day, um, Deb and Ed, we still have our disagreements, of course, of course. we yeah. still have our issues, you know. Um, but we know that there's no issue that we cannot conquer yeah. together, right. and I think when husband and wife get to that level, when mm -hmm. you're just like there is nothing, nothing that's going to break this marriage, this thing that we have built and, mm. and cried over and prayed over and fought for. Like, yeah. we're not going anywhere, you know? And that's the oh, whole yeah. premise behind the book, I'm Not Leaving. Right. But that's what it is. Like, I'm not going anywhere. We're going to fight mm. through this. We're going to pray through this. We're going to cry through this. Or we're going to do it together. You know, I, I, I tell you what, so, sorry about that. I must I must give you this plug in real quick. You know, a lot of people, you know, maybe listening and said, you know, um, I need to get the five star marriage. And yes, you need to get it. It's, it's a quick read, maybe 35 minutes, 40 minutes. It's done, you know, and, you know, but sometimes people read it and said, how do I get to a five star marriage? Well, you know, I have news for you. Um, Deb and I also have written our second book called Five Star Husband, Five Star Wife. Yeah. Right? Oh, okay. um, and um, as, as a matter of fact, it's, 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 it's right here. It is it's actually um, a like flip it. book. On one side is the five star wife, wife but if you flip <laughs> it over like that, it's the five star husband. You know, and, and, and so I wrote half of the book. She wrote the other half of the book. And it, it speaks volume to what a five-star husband should look like or, yeah. or, or, or what a five-star wife should look like. And so if you um, if, if you were to follow these guidelines, I guarantee you that you will attain five-star and more because they, they are not based on what Deb and Ed is, but, but, but they're based on what God says that you should do. Yeah. You know what? The Holy Spirit <laughs> must have said, Eric and Sakisha, y'all moving too slow. We're going to give it to Deb and Edward. No. <laughs> no you know what? I'm, I'm, we're, we're laughing because I talked to yes. him a while ago yes. about doing a book and my and my doing my perspective on one side and flipping it over and his perspective on the other side. And he's like, well, how would that work? Well, how would they be able to do that? And just when you pulled it out and you showed it, that's why he looked at me like, <laughs> okay, see, God. Well, I'll tell you, when, when we spoke to our publisher about this book, I said to him, Rotimi, we need this to be a flip book. And he was like, a flip book? No, we it's can't do that. Work. And I said, oh, yes, you can and you will do it because that's what we want. So awesome. And we were so pleased with, you know, the way that it came out. We're just, I mean, it one book that husband and wife can read together and, you know, just listen, whatever you have in your mind to do as a couple, yeah. go forth and do it and do it in excellence. Yeah. 
and you know and and make sure you you, you know you have a good product because with this book within 30 days it became amazon bestseller yeah wow. you know, so, so, thank you so you know you know believe in yourself and 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 get it done because um in most cases you know the holy spirit is saying to you do this yeah you understand me? but you become or you became the hindrance mm -hmm. from do, from doing what god is asking yeah. you to do wow. and it was the same thing with our third book the Holy Spirit told my husband we needed to do a book on the blended family. And I was like, no, I'm not putting my business out there like that on this blended family. And so where the other two books took us a month, two months to finish, mm -hmm. the blended family book took us over a year to finish mm -hmm. because wow. we would start and stop and cry. Too and much emotions. So yeah. many emotions went into that book. But at the end of the day, it really facilitated some healing in our own family. And I think it helped other families who read it to just open up the doors of conversation. So um, allow the Holy Spirit to lead you. He will never, ever, ever lead you wrong. Absolutely. Wow. Wow. So, I, I just want to say this too. Um, <clears throat> you know, this is this is what we need. Yeah. Um, this is what America needs, because that's going to be my hmm. next teaching. Is, and I'm going to yeah. go forth when my wife gonna, don't want to do it or not. It's the <laughs> infrastructure of America, which hmm. is the family. That's yes, it. sir. The family. Yes, sir. And so because boys and girls, they don't know what a, a successful relationship looks hmm. like. They don't know yeah. what a husband looks like. They don't know what a wife looks like. Mm -hmm. so this is why what you're what you're uh showing and what you are and what we are showing and when people say man i want a relationship like that i want to get yeah. married i want a wife like that a husband. i want to be a husband like that this is what we need more of we need examples of this so mm -hmm. america not just you know uh, mm -hmm. america if america had an infrastructure of a strong family mm. and of course you know the strong family has to have christ in it Yes, Absolutely. sir. America yes, will not be in the situation that it is now. Mm -hmm. There will be no racism. There will be no crime, at least mm -hmm. as a, as as the as, as to the extent of where it is. There will yeah. be less and less um, breakups and divorces. You know, there will be less and less domestic violence because mm -hmm. you know of now they know what it looks like, and so you won't have any broken families because yeah. Fathers who will teach their sons what a man looks like, and mm -hmm. mothers who will teach their daughters of what a, a woman looks like, and then yeah, they will teach yeah. them how to be a wife and what what is expected of when you mm -hmm. take on the role of a wife and when you take the uh, the role of a man and a mm -hmm. husband because you got to mm -hmm. first be a man before you can become a husband. Yes, but sir. Ultimately, you got to know what it means to be a husband in order to be a father. Wow. Come on, sir. Powerful. Yes, powerful. sir. Yes, sir. You know, it's so American. I'm going to teach it with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening to you um, talk. And last night we, so we have a, a Tuesday evening live that we do. Oh. And we got into a heated conversation and a heated debate about a relationship that we were talking about. And so we said next Tuesday, we're going to do part two. And we want to invite some of our friends who are in this relationship space to just hop on, you know, hop on, hop off, give your thoughts. So we're, we're inviting you guys, okay? Oh, if you're yeah. not busy next Tuesday at 7. Okay, good. Join so. our live um, because it's a conversation that needs to be had, especially listening to you, Eric, talk about 
understanding the role of yeah. a husband and the role of a wife. And last night we were saying, you know, you're not a wife until you're a wife. So stop right. performing wifely duties until you become yeah. a wife. Yeah. And so we want to delve into that a little bit more yeah. next week. So those of you who are listening, if you don't follow us, meet the Smiths, make sure you follow because the conversation is going to be hot. We're going to break the internet next Tuesday. All right. <laughs> yeah, All right. How can they, they um, get a copy of that book? How can they reach you guys? So um, all of our books are on Amazon. So if okay. you go to Amazon.com and you put in uh, Edward and Debbie Smith, um, the three titles will come up. Um, you can reach us by emailing us, info at meetthesmiths.org. We do have a website. That is meetthesmiths.org. Um, and you can find us on social media. We are on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We have a YouTube channel that's mm -hmm. very inactive. Um, but we plan to get it back up. And <laughs> I'm looking at him because he knows this is his, his lane. It, it's, it's a lot of work. It's a whole <laughs> lot of work. Man. It's a lot of work. Yeah, but anywhere I mean, on social media, you can find us. Yeah. Um, so what is next for you guys? Oh, man. Mm. What is next for us? Um, so we actually have some pretty exciting news coming up. Right. Um, you know, my husband has three loves after God and it's music, fashion and me. And I'm probably third on the list, even though he'll say I'm not. <laughs> but um, he loves music and he loves fashion. And so um, this year for his 60th birthday, we are releasing wow. a fashion line. Um, so we are, yeah, we are really, really excited about that. Um, uh, we can't wait to just show you guys our pieces and our collection. Um, so that's coming out in fall yes. 2020. Um, I don't know that there are any books in our future. I think Not the right author, now. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, we're, we're putting down our pens for now in the author okay. lane. Um, but. 2021, we have an amazing This Means War workshop. Uh, we will be doing a seven-day Mediterranean cruise. Wow. We have a phenomenal speaker that's going to be coming with us on the trip. We're going to have workshops for singles and married folk. Um, this is actually going to be our fourth trip right. um, This Means War workshop that we've done. Mm -hmm. We've been to Costa Rica. We've done other cruises. Last year, we had 172 people on a cruise with us. Wow. Um, and it was just such a powerful image to see all 172 of us with our t-shirts that says, this means war, walking oh. across the cruise ship. So if you love to travel um, and you want to grow your relationship, then you want to be on the Mediterranean with us in 2021. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Wow. So make sure you send us that information and we can share it out, okay? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. 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 Right. Well, right. man, time has flown and uh, we're going to have to wrap it up to this evening, but this has been such an awesome show. Yeah. We're going to have to have the Smiths back on. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. Part two. Part yeah. two. Part two. Yes, definitely, definitely. So everybody, make sure you go to meetthesmiths.org and, and search them out on Amazon and get their books because that's some great resources that yeah. will help your marriage Absolutely. get on the right track to get to that five-star level. Yes. And also make sure you um, stay abreast on with them and, and stay connected on social media. All right. So just remember, 
you can be the change that you want to see in your relationship. Yeah. Until next time. All right. Bye. Bye. We want to thank all of our listeners for joining us on today's show. Let's keep the conversation going. You can connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter under Marriage Can Win. You can also visit us at marriagescanwin.com. Remember, you can be the change you want to see in your relationship. Until next time.